I, I think I might be talking to, for, for, for some people now that they might not realize that they are unconsciously, you know, having some, some negative impression against gay people without even knowing because of their culture, because of where they are coming from, or because of what they, what they, 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 they knew in the past, their, their background. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fombat, and I spark the heart conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community. And I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people, or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living African. In honor of Pride Month, which is the month of June, we will be addressing a few topics and discussing a few perspectives about the LGBTQIA community. Members of this community have been extremely marginalized historically and even currently and have suffered from homophobia, isolation, abuse and criminalization, especially in our African community. Moreover, they have experienced so much rejection from the church and our fellow Christians who have same-sex attraction and made to live in fear, shame, embarrassment, and isolation. So we are here to talk about the church's perspective about the LGBTQIA community and how Christians can be more welcoming towards them, just as Christ will want us to. So today we have Pastor Johnson, who is uh, one of the ministers and pastors of the Grace Community Church Outreach Manchester, and this is a local church with a global vision. In Grace Community Church, everybody is important. And today, Pastor Johnson will be speaking from the Bible perspective, or in other words, the New Covenant perspective. Um, welcome, Pastor Johnson. Thank you so much for coming here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be here to have this very important discussion. I mean, I know we have had a couple of conversations in the past, and um, I really wanted you to be on here so that we can shed more light um, and especially um, educate and sensitize the Christian community about the LGBTQIA plus community and how we can, um, as humans, just show love to them um, as humans as well. So um, this this interview actually will be very unusual uh, because, I mean, usually for my interviews, I set up questions, I go through them, I give the guests and everything, but I did not, I wanted our conversation to be very impromptu. I wanted it to be um, out of the heart. I just wanted it to be as natural as possible. And also um, I, I want this, this is a very sensitive topic 
like I have mentioned. And there are so many questions, both from people in the LGBTQ community, uh, QIA plus community who are also Christian as well. And there's there are also questions um, from us, straight people or from all communities. This is such a very sensitive and touchy topic that we will be talking about. And um, we're not here to place judgment. We're not here to point fingers. Um, we're here to have that open discussion, which is the purpose of this podcast to begin with, to spark this uncomfortable conversations that will get us talking with each other, get us talking within our circles and wanting to know more and wanting to be educated. And in that way, through knowledge, we can be empowered to be more accepting and tolerant of one another. So um, with that being said, I would like for us to come into this discussion with an open mind. Um, I am not a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, so I cannot speak on their behalf. And I believe you can't speak on their behalf either. Um, I am not a pastor. I know you are a pastor, so you can speak from the Bible's perspective, but I will um, use my questions to challenge certain things that are being said at certain moments. But again, this is not going to be a debate. It's not going to be an argument per se, it's going to be, again, an open discussion for us to lay both sides or lay different perspectives on the table. And our listeners will now make that judgment and make the decision based on what they understand. But this is definitely to spark a conversation that we can have respectfully. And we, I can't stress that enough. We should try as much as possible to be respectful of um, this community, of the church as well, and also of each other. So um, I just want to thank you again for coming on here. So I'm just going to think of whatever questions come to my mind and we will go from there. Right. So, okay. um, I mean, considering what I just said about uh, the church's treatment of the gay people, um, I mean, I know that especially in the African community, it's not only about the religious aspect of it, but more of a cultural aspect of it, even though um, I read somewhere about 90% of Africans actually are Christian. It's close to 90 or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember the exact percentage. But then um, I believe that we actually treat members of this community extremely, extremely poor, you know, based on our judgment, which is not really what Christ would have wanted us to do. But um, I still have a few questions in my mind because, I mean, my stance personally is that um, as a Christian, all I have to do is be the hands and feet of Christ. I'm not the judge. God is the judge. And um, who somebody loves, I've said this before, people should not be defined by who they love and how they love. I mean, we're all sinners on the Christ. And um, I feel like we should be respectful of each other, first of all, as humans and strive more to be like Christ rather than judging other people based on how they leave. You know what I mean? So I want us to start by maybe um, just briefly, because I feel like we're way past the arguments of what's right or what's wrong on that Christ, especially when it has on that the Christianity, especially when it has to do with the LGBTQ community. Um, and I feel like that's something that people will have to judge personally based on their beliefs. Um, but I just wanted you to give a brief perspective about um, the church's view of you know, the LGBTQ community. Okay, uh, thank you very much again for having me. Uh, yeah, if I might have to give it the church's view of LGBTQIA uh, community, 
it will be different because I don't know how other churches they actually treat the the the, the, the gay people. I don't know, but uh, I can talk from my own perspective how I can treat them or how I will treat them. Like you yeah. said, something that uh, like especially from from the African community is like a, a cultural something also. I will be honest, like you said, we have to talk to, tonight, um, th this afternoon, Manchester, United Kingdom time, from the heart. So I would like to talk from my heart. Right. I'm very passionate when I'm talking about the word, yeah. the word of God. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, for, let me first say this. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. That's yeah. a story for another day. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Being a Christian is having that personal relationship and fellowship with the father yeah and if some a christian you are actually honest with your relationship with the father and you are always having that fellowship because fellowship is also very important yeah you can have a relationship but no fellowship yes and if there's no fellowship there are things that you you will not know there are, there are some things from the father's heart that you might not know the father will want to tell you but you are not making the time for, yes. for you know for for, for you guys, so that he can tell you some stuff. So it's having that personal relationship with the father. Yes. And if you have that personal relationship with the father, the father is, because everybody, like you said, is a work in progress. All of us, we are a work in progress. So when you have a personal relationship with the father, then the father will give you, you know, some instruction, will get, tell you some stuff that you, you don't know. Yeah. Coming back from that, I said I will talk from my heart this day, um, uh, and I will be. I just like to be honest, because I actually had struggled with 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 it also. Because from where I'm coming from, Africa, Cameroon, to be yes. precise, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's 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 illegal to practice that. It's illegal. So unconsciously, I, I think I might be talking to, for, for for some people now that they might not realize that they are unconsciously, you know having some some negative impression against gay people without even knowing because of their culture because of where they are coming from or because yeah. of what they what they, 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 they knew in the past their their background yeah so in, in the past i was like ah this okay let me just put it this way i have one of my best friends he's, he's mm -hmm. in luxembourg his name is Humphrey. Mm -hmm. So when, when I repented, when I started going to church in my early years, I was very strict. You know, I want to be very, you know, good, a good Christian. I want to please God in every, in every way. Yeah. So when I see somebody, me and him, when we see somebody like some girls sleeping around and doing all sorts of stuff, we are angry with them. These are the ones that are actually spoiling the church. You know, yeah. these are the ones. And at times that my friend would take it to another level. If some of them even greet him, he will answer in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a mood that, you know, it's not like a welcoming mood, you know, because in us, we are trying to protect. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. According to us, we are trying to protect the church. We are, we, we are like, oh, this one pointing finger, oh, this one is not, but we are not seeing our own Ourselves. errors because yeah. in it also we had our own errors. Yeah. So we are not seeing it. So, that, that, that was the perspective I had with, with, with gay people, even Muslim. You know, I was like, oh, this Muslim people, you know. But unconsciously, I, 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 it was just unconscious stuff. But after I traveled and I, I'm now in Europe, I, you know, God started to open so many stuff 
to me. It started to open so many stuff to me. Then I had to go back to the world. I had to ask God for forgiveness. I said, no, this heart, even though I had not actually practiced, you know, I have, not, I have not actually see somebody like a gay couple or a gay person and talk to them, talk down to them. I have not done that in my life, but in my heart, it was there. In my heart, it was there. Though those things in the heart also, Jesus sees it. And God started dealing with me, dealing with me, dealing with me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You see, when I go back, when we go back to the Bible, to, to the word of God, I will, not, I will not read scriptures, but I'll just say scriptures. When you go back to the word of God, in the beginning, God created man. The Bible then says God created a Christian. Yeah. Or God created uh, whatever religion you can put you. I said, no, God created man in his image and yeah. after his likeness. Yeah. And God saw that he, it, it was good. So my perspective of the gay people is that first, they are human like me. And, yeah. and they are to be treated likewise. You see, because what is Christianity for me? Christianity is how you treat people. Yeah. How you treat people. That's Christianity. Exactly. And like as I said, I will be talking from the perspective of the new covenant. Because in the Bible, you have the old covenant and you have the new covenant. So many Christians are still living in the sight of the old covenant. That's yeah. why they don't have, you, you know, that's why if I actually see a Christian that will see a gay couple and actually, you know, look down on them. I'm like, in me, this Christian also, there's something in you that needs, you, you, you know, you need a lot of work also. There's something in you that, in your attitude that you need to work upon. Yeah. Because Jesus came to fulfill the law. Yes. We are no more in that do's, and don't culture. Yeah. There are so many that they will tell you, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And you you will, you will agree with me that when you tell somebody, even your kids, or I have kids, if I tell them that don't do this thing, that's what they will do. Yeah. So so we have we have gone past, we are supposed to go past that level of do's and don'ts. You 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 will speak the truth, but in love. So what am I trying to say? My perspective of gay people is that. I love them as human, as human being like me, because that is the one law that supersedes every other law. Yeah. Jesus came and uh, he, you know, when Jesus came, the, the people who, that were living in the old covenant, they told him that, no, in the old covenant, Moses said, if somebody did this to me, to us, we have to do this like a tit for an eye for an eye. Jesus said, no, I am telling you, that give water, if, if somebody, even your enemy is thirsty, give them water to drink. So what am I trying to say? That the, the, the one law that we are supposed to obey as Christians is love. Yes. And that love, love and there are, there are types love of love. Yourself. You have natural love and you have the God kind of love. Yeah. Because my sister, I'm telling you, if somebody actually comes now and threaten your dad or do some stuff to your mom, your natural instinct, you will not like it. You're naturally, you want to retaliate, you want to react. But if you allow that God kind of love, that God's love in you to react, then you react differently. That's yeah. when you, 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 you can be able to, to, to give uh, like water to your enemies. That's when you can be able to love people regardless 
regardless, we are not saying that, like you said, we have gone past that, that stage to, to determine if this is sin or this is not sin. We know, we, we, we know what is right and we know what is wrong. But that's not what we are saying. We're talking about, you know, the, accommod the, the, the accommodating aspect. We just need to love and care. Right. Because I'll say this before I, before I leave you. People, many times, people don't care how much you know until they know how much, how much you, you care. care. Yes, yeah. that's that's very true. And, um, you know, you had mentioned a lot of things. Um, something that stood out to me, well, two things that to me, um, first of all, the criminalization of um, the LGBTQ community. I mean, I don't know if you follow the news about two days ago, Cameroon actually jailed these two guys who um, were convicted of attempted homosexuality for up to five years. You know, it's amazing because with the majority of Africans being Christians, a lot of these countries, they make these laws based on on the Christian values, right? But looking into all of that, most of these lawmakers don't even go to church. They themselves are not even practicing what the Bible says. You know what I mean? So it's like, I still am having a very hard time even understanding the basis by which they make all of those laws and rules and regulations. Now, um, talking about the Old Testament, like you said, a lot of people, like when I go, I have a few friends who are gay, who are in the LGBTQ community and who are also Africans. And when, I, when they post a few things about that, community and I go to the comments a lot of people which I feel like it's just so ignorant I mean they're like oh Sodom and Gomorrah this da 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 you know like I feel like we pick and choose the new the Old Testament laws you know when we want somebody to say look bad we pick and choose which laws because if we wanted to go with each of the laws in the Old Testament first of all for which Sodom and Gomorrah were not they were not like that wasn't the only homosexuality wasn't the only in fact it wasn't even known at that time as homosexuality I did some research and I discovered that homo the term homosexuality was actually um, created, I believe, like in the early 1900s, which was way after the Bible was done. So it wasn't even termed homosexuality at that point. You know, maybe in the Bible, you have like some translations that just term it based on the modern language, but it wasn't even known back then as homosexuality. And a lot of Africans look at this as, you know, it's against our culture, it's a westernized thing and stuff like that. While slavery, the Bible talks about slavery, right? Even in the New Testament. Slavery is bad, but the Bible, you know, kind of you, you, was not really against it. Actually was telling slaves to obey their masters and, you know, all those kind of things. And Christianity brought slavery to Africa. You know what I mean? So um, I also did another research, funny enough, which stated that homosexuality or men, because since the term was, it was termed in the early 1900s, but since before colonization and Christianity even came to Africa, men were having affairs with men. Um, now, based on the Christian values, um, honestly, like I said, I'm not a pastor. I also have conflicting um, thoughts about all of that. But um, that's something that we all have to make a judgment based on our belief, our personal beliefs with God, as you said. But I honestly feel like um, we as Christians, we tend to pick and choose what um, Testament laws apply to our lives. And that also helps us to, to have that false justification for treating the members of the LGBTQ community as outsiders, as outcasts, because our own version of what we pick and choose in the Old Testament does not support it. And, you know, I feel like it's very hypocritical to begin with because that's how the, the Pharisees were doing. Like Jesus, um, when he was on earth, he he hung around sinners. You had prostitutes washing his feet. You had, I mean, believe if, if Jesus was in our time now, I mean, he would have been ridiculed even more than how he was ridiculed back then, you know? So um, I just wanted to to get your own opinion on, on the fact that, you know, Christians pick and choose 
use what applies to them um, when it has to do with the gay community or the LGBTQIA plus community? Uh, that is really, uh, how can I put it? Self-righteousness or there really, there's, there's lack of something there because uh, like I said uh, before, when you have that relationship with God and that fellowship with God, there are things that you will grow past. Yeah. See, uh, salvation, salvation, if you want to describe salvation, is in three stages. Immediate, progressive, and ultimate. The spirit, the soul, and the body. So when we be- when I became a born again Christian, yeah. the word says, any man that is in Christ is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and all things have become new. What has become new? What all things has passed away is your spirit man. It's talking there about your spirit. That is immediate. Automatically, you, you don't have that nature anymore. Yeah. That sinful nature anymore. That nature is transformed. The Bible says you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. Yeah. So, so your spirit man is okay. Now, you come out to the soul. That's where the, all the problem of this earth is. The soul. Because that's yeah. where the mind is. That's where emotions are. And mm-hmm. now, the word says that do not conform to the standard of this world, but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind. That yeah. now is a process. That, that is where Christianity is at this moment. It's a process. We, we learn on a daily basis. We, 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 the Bible says we go from faith to faith. We grow. So any Christian that we pick and choose on how to like, like uh, demo, demonize the, 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 the gay people and try to say, oh, you know, say all manner of bad things against them. I would say if that one is a Christian, their level, they still needs to grow. They are still very, like, they're like, they are like baby Christians. They are baby. It doesn't matter how long you have been in church. You can be in church for 20 years, but you are still a baby. Some, some maybe you might be in a, in a church where the, the entire truth is not being preached. Uh, that's why they can pick and choose who, who, who to love, who to dislike, and uh, who to castigate or whatever. But uh, I always come back to the leadership of the church. Uh, for me, I, I, most of the time, when a Christian is behaving the way they are behaving, I ask the question, who is that Christian listening to? Who is, who is their pastor? Who is teaching uh, that, that, that particular Christian? Because when they behave, it will tell you what they have been receiving. Yeah. You know, so I have a cry in my heart that ministers, leaders should actually teach the full truth. What does the word say? Uh, what? Okay, ask yourself this question. If Jesus was on earth today and a gay couple comes to Jesus, what do you think? What would be his response? Yeah. What would be his, his, his response? We need to teach people. We as pastors, we as leaders need to teach people of the importance of treating people well. We need yeah. to teach them of the importance of treating people well. And one thing that I have seen also uh, about this, you know, demonizing people because of their sins or what, whatever. I was, I was once there, I so I can see, I, I know what I'm saying. I was once there because before I became a born again Christian, I was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I was really a bad guy. I remember the first day I went to church, I really went to church. I, I was not actually going to, uh, for me, I went to church because I wanted, I was going after a, a, a beautiful girl that I saw in my neighborhood, but that girl was, you know, churchy. That girl was actually pony with the fire of God. So I went to church and the first day I entered church, the, the, uh, the, this, this church, apostolic church, um, Cameroon, you know, Pentecostal church. 
people were looking because in my neighborhood they knew me. You know, when they saw me enter the church, people said there were some people that were even shifting their 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 their, 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 their seats. Seat. Yeah. yeah, that oh this you know this. this According to them, this guy is a bad guy. Yes, and I was a bad guy. Okay, what about Paul, the guy who wrote a three quarter of the New Testament? This guy was mm-hmm. murdering Christians. He was killing Christians. Yes. But other people they saw him as a murderer. But how did God saw him? This one, God saw him that this is my apostle. Yeah. So we should, if we actually uh, actually grow in Christ, grow in the world, we will actually feel and know the heart of the Master know the heart of God and God will help us, give us a grace on how to operate. The yeah. first thing, like, like for me, I, I have not met with, 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 with any gay, gay couple or I, I, in, in my church, no, none of them have, have come in. But if they come in, I've already prepared myself because I've asked myself all these questions. How will you react? How will yes. you behave? How will you behave? For Christ's sake, they are a human being first. They are human beings. If there are things that they are doing that I, I think and I know and I believe all the world is saying that it is wrong, how do you approach? What is my approach? And it is very, very important uh, the way we approach things. Because yeah. like many times, you, I, I believe you, you mentioned this word in your introduction. People, what people are trying to do or what leaders are trying to do or what some pastors are trying to do, they, they, they are trying to convince people they're yes. trying to do the work of convincing people. No, we don't, we are not supposed to do that. We are supposed to, you know, speak the truth in love and allow God to convict people. Yeah. I'll give you one example. Uh, because I was a bad guy when, when I got married, uh, my, my wife bought this book, uh, The, the Sword and the Switchblade by uh, Papa uh, David Wilkerson, you know, the guy of, of Times time Square, Times time Square yeah. Church. So, God actually called him and sent him to the gang land. He wrote this book. He, he wrote this book. And there's one passage that I read in that book. I was, when I read it, I was weeping. Literally, I was weeping. He said there was one time, you know, they, they, they came to service on, on a Sunday service. You know, they were doing all this, this stuff. Then when he took the mic, uh, you know, to lead for worship, as he opened his mouth, he gave one song. He said, as he gave that song, the Holy Ghost took over. Right. He said, People could not, for two hours, nobody said anything to anybody. This, this one will be on his own corner. This lady will be on, in, in her own corner, sleep, or, you know, flat on the floor, and they were worshiping. They were all broken. Everybody was broken. My point is we should create an atmosphere. We as leaders, pastors, uh, we, we, you, you create an atmosphere that will cause the glory of God to come down in the service or to come down because any man of God carries a presence. Right. Any man of God carries a presence. And uh, when people start to do more of talking, I, I start to know that they're the presence that they are kind. They are either, be, they are either business people, you know, in the, in, in, in the name of church because it's a good business now. They are, you know, they are not building the church of Christ because if you are building the church of Christ, Jesus had compassion. Jesus did not have pity. And there's yeah. a difference between having compassion and having sympathy or pity with somebody. You know, compassion will move you to react. Is that feeling that is going to move you to react uh, uh, to alleviate the situation of that person that you think is suffering? That's what compassion does. Compassion yeah. puts you also in that person's shoe, that person that is suffering, that you think that is suffering. Compassion will put you there and it will move you to react. To try to 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 it will motivate you to try to come up with a solution. 
and the solution is Christ. If we yeah. allow God to reign, if we create a presence, say in our service, a gay couple comes in and you, you know, with all that love, you greet them with love, they, 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 they sit down, you do that stuff, let it not affect your preaching. Right. Let it not say, oh, because now there's a gay couple in church, you know, I'll be uh, next Sunday all, I'm going to preach about homosexuality. No, preach what God has asked you to preach. You see, my sister, many a times, uh, the, the, the sad story is this, Many people, they are preaching what they want the people to hear, the, yeah. the crowd to hear, not what God wants them to speak. Yeah. Not what God wants them to speak. So I don't know if, uh, if I've said a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's very true. I mean, what you have said, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's also in alignment to what uh, the Pope had said about the LGBTQIA communities. The Pope basically called on all Christians and the churches as well to be more accepting of these people, you know, because we have a longstanding history of isolating this group of people who have been marginalized in every way possible. But then and when the Pope um, called on Christians to basically show love and acceptance to these people, I know a lot of clergymen, a lot of ministers around the world were riled up. They were against that because they thought that the Pope was going against the values of the Bible and stuff like that. But they did not really take that time to sit down and understand, you know, that at the end of the day, we have to love one another as we love ourselves. These are the values. And the Pope himself, I feel like he is basically the epitome of what Jesus did here on earth. Like if you see the way he acts towards people, you see the way he carries himself in so much humility, the things he does for humanity. It really goes to show the essence of Christianity as a whole and what Christ expects us as followers of Christ to do to one another. Now, um, you know, you, you had mentioned about, you know, if a gay couple comes to your church, you would welcome them with open hands. What will you do if a gay couple or just a member of the LGBTQIA plus community wanted to participate in leadership in your church? <laughs> That that is that's a very sensitive one. That's a very strong one. I wanted to participate in leadership in my church. Uh, the point is leadership, leadership. You 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 how can I put it? Okay, say because I'm working under a pastor, so I follow the vision of that the vision that God gave that pastor. So I'm serving under him now. Say I have a ministry tomorrow, you know, I'll I'll have the vision that God gives me and I'll have like uh, uh, like some doctrines, like, 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 like where I am going. You know, when people come in, you know, people who cannot just come in and just give the leadership position, you have to train them. You have the values and that you uphold. What do you uphold as a church? What do you what what are the values that you uphold? Uh in some Okay, countries. so let me let me rephrase my question, right? Yeah. Um, so not necessarily leadership position, but just participating in church, in carrying out the vision of that church. Um, maybe being in the prayer group, maybe being in the leadership worship team, or just participating towards the vision of that church because i believe you had mentioned you know like we see each other as humans now according to the some certain principles of the bible um especially the old testament it looks at homosexuality for example as a sin um i've had very conflicting views as a christian i've had very conflicting views about that but then again we're all sinners right a sin is a sin we're all sinners and there's not one man on earth that's sorry perfect. I, let, let me not interrupt you you said uh the bible looks at 
at, at homosexuality as a sin, or yeah. what did you actually say? Yeah, but, that's what I said. But it's a sin. That, that, I believe we have uh, settled, settled that it's a sin. So that's, that's what the word we're, we're talking. We're talking in biblical terms. So I'm referring yeah. to biblical terms. Yeah. So um, we are all sinners, regardless yeah. of what we do. We're all sinners, yeah. and um, there's not one perfect man on earth because sin started from Adam and Eve and we have been doomed to be sinners. Now, I don't think what the church or what, let me just even see because we're really focusing on the church. I don't think what the church considers a sin should define people's ability to serve the purpose of that church. And I don't, because um, to me, I believe that in as much as we tend to accept people from the LGBTQIA community into our churches, just like we accept other people, every other person who is not perfect either. I feel like we should equally give them the opportunity to carry out the church's vision. So because I feel like uh, before you were a bad boy, like you said, right. And um, honestly, I'm not the one to, to say if homosexuality is bad or good, because I feel like that's God's <laughs> judgment. But um, the word says that. Just, 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 just let me finish, please. Yeah, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts, right? But someone gave you a chance in church before you were, before you became who you are today, right? And I feel like um, one way of, and this is a personal opinion. I feel like one way of actually also welcoming the people from the LGBTQIA positions is to let them, because what matters at the end of the day is like you said, it's not who comes to church or what they do in church is what they do in their lives to lead people towards Christ. And again, there's not one person who's not a sinner. So I feel like giving the opportunity for homosexual, uh, for people in the LGBTQIA community to serve in the church is basically the right thing to do as Christians. Okay. There's so many stuff that you have said, uh, if I, if I want to actually pick it word for word, try to dissect it, it will take us a lo- very long time. You said uh, not one person was on the sinner. We were sinners. We, we still have are. Been saved. We still are yeah. sinners. I, I, I'm still coming. We have been saved by grace. But we you still see, are sinners. I, I know. I said, I said, I'm, I'm still coming. We are still are sinners. You see, when you say, when I say we were sinners, we have been saved. That nature, that sinful nature is not there anymore. That nature of sin, that, 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 that's what No, I think, I think it's still there. We, we, we're, no, no, no. We're, we're sinners no. by nature, but God's grace, that's what saves us. But we are still sinners by nature. It's a natural See, thing. Oh, my God. So are you righteous? Let me ask you that question. I, 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 as a child of God, are you righteous? It depends on, I, I don't like to use the word righteous, honestly, because it could come off as, as different things. You know, when I look at righteous, I look at, I think, self-righteous. You know no, what I mean? Bible so, so I don't, you know, I mean, we live in the righteousness of Christ for sure. Yes. As Christians, I believe we live in the righteousness of Christ. Righteousness is a gift. Yeah. So, 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 so you, salvation you can't is be, a gift as well. It's a gift. Yeah. So you can't be that nature of sin cannot be in you. And at the same time, you still have the gift of righteousness in you. That's that. that it, it so I guess we are not righteous because we are sinners. No, no, no. That's what I'm trying to see. That's what I'm trying to see. That we were sinners. We have been saved by grace. That's when Second Corinthians. Uh, let me know. Second Corinthians five seventeen comes that uh, um, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
behold, the old nature is gone. The old man is not there. It doesn't mean that you will not make error. You will not do some wrong here or do some, 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 some wrong. I believe that's what we call sin, which, I, which in another terms I will not refuse. But that nature, that sinful nature is not there. But, okay. Uh, see, that's why I, I said about uh, the spirit, the soul, and the body. Who, who actually need time for me to actually try to, to talk all this yeah. one. Come let's about let's, let's keep it a little bit but, brief so that... Let's, can, let, let me go further. You said... Yeah. You said uh, what the church considers as a sin. I believe we all know that the word, because me, I, I, like as I said, I'm talking on Bible perspective. What does the word say? And what the word says, that's where I stand. What the word says, that's where I stand. Now on how to treat, treat them. That, I, think, I believe that's what we are talking about now. To treat them, we have to care and not, uh, uh, not think that you are much you are higher than them. You are better than them because in the eyes of God, everybody, we are, we are, we are the same. You, you, you know, you have your own errors that you do in your own way. But the main thing is to pray for them personally as you pray for any other person. But I don't know, because like as I said, I've not actually encountered them, but I've heard stories. I've heard stories that people, people, are, people have been saying, and maybe it's that stories that, uh, um, from the uh, some ideology, ideology or from some opinion that some people they have but me I've not I've not made that so that's why I'm talking yeah. the way I'm talking so I want you to speak from your own judgment as a minister because even if you haven't had that it doesn't mean it's not going to come and as you said we shouldn't feel like we're more than them so that's why my question is what do you think about equally treating them equally in the church by also giving them the opportunity to serve in church if we're treating them equally because at the end of the day they are humans and they are also after God's heart and they are also trying to do the work of God regardless of who they love regardless of what they choose to do in their lives which everybody has a right to who they love as well and what they choose to do in their lives when we come to church I don't think that we go deep into looking at what this person has done or what this person is doing we look at their heart and we look at the intention of anybody that comes in to church and their ability to serve, to serve Christ and push the vision of God. And I feel like that's what we should be looking at. But then when it comes to members of that community, which I believe that's also what influences the reactions of Christians towards members of that community. It's like we tend to look deeper past their heart. We tend to look deeper past their search for Christ, their relationship with Christ. We go now to their relationship with themselves and the relationship with other people, which I don't think it's fair enough. I think this one is an individual uh, perspective because uh, if it will actually depend on what this, what the Lord is leading me at that particular time, because if I want to go by my own, um, um, by my own standard that I will put in place for, I give anybody the chance to serve in church. If I want to go by my own standard, it's, it's like when somebody comes in, when somebody believes Christ today, that person is a baby Christian, and now you you, you start to, to 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 teach that person. You 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 start to you know gradually teach them, and uh, and you expect them to grow. You know, after a while, you expect them to grow. Okay, say uh, I have a daughter. She, she's nine, nine and a half years old. If she comes and be doing some stuff that my 16 months old is doing, I'll be like, 
what is wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. There are some things that my 16 months old can do and I will not do anything with her. I'll just smile at it, just laugh at it, and that will be it. But if my nine and a half year old daughter does that same thing, it will be different, different treatment. It will be different treatment. So what am I saying? Gay somebody comes into my church. I'll embrace you with open arms. We will we'll take this journey together. But the most important thing that people um, might be neglecting is the prayer aspect of it because prayer will change a lot of things you i'm not saying that i'll stand and be praying openly in church or pray for you or those type of stuff in my closet i take you as a prayer project pray for god because for jesus to actually visit you meet you 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 you, you understand then why i'm praying for you i am also dividing the word as i should divide it whatever the lord put in my heart to preach that's what i will be preaching and i, I will also be, be sensitive that i also i have different kinds of people in the church you know people from different backgrounds different um, cultures you, you know, for different spheres of spheres of life. So, but yeah. for me to give you a leadership position or to serve, because when you say serve, it depends on what level of serving. There are different levels of serving. You, 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 you know. I think it I, should be based on qualification, honestly. Qualification. You know, yeah, the issue hmm. because it should not be based on who they are. That that's my personal opinion, and maybe this is one of the parts that we will agree to disagree. Also, even with the aspect of praying, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with the whole prayer project statement, but even with the aspect of praying, I have spoken to a lot of, and I know a lot of people in this community who basically spent their lives pr- trying to pray, pray the gayness out of them, which um, it, it never happened. It never happened, you know, because like I said, um, as a Christian, I really, really try to get very sensitive, especially with these topics. And I can only do what my heart tells me to do, which is to show love and show equality to members of this community. But I cannot tell you what to do. I can't tell anybody else what to do. But um, I know that um, for a fact, and I'm not trying to open another can of worms because we could stay here for hours and hours talking about this, but um, you can't help who you love. Even as a heterosexual man, you cannot help. You know that you cannot help who you love sometimes. And I mean, the whole, there is a whole science behind attraction. There's a whole science. And there's even, a, I mean, it starts from the chemicals released by your brain and all of that. I, like I said, I'm not going to go deeper into that. But these are the gray areas, especially as Christians. And I would only imagine that the Christian members of the LGBTQ community even struggle with this way more than we do. They have more questions way more than we do because I feel like Christians spend time trying to assume answers to these questions or at least find answers to these questions that fit their rhetoric and not necessarily come in with an open mind and and use some values that Jesus left for us on how to treat these people. You know, because um, if I like specific men like who are tall or have certain features or have if I'm more attracted to them, like I said, which is a chemical reaction. And then um, my, let's just say my parents give me like a very short man, for example, I'm just giving a random example or something that's totally opposite to what I have. There's no way that I will ever, even if I have to pray to God for me to love that person, chances that I will love that person because it's not my preference is very low, you know? So yeah, we, we pray. I, I don't only think that we, should pray for them. 
we should pray with them and try to understand their struggles. These people struggle from a lot of anxiety. They struggle from a lot of confusion. A lot of these people don't even know, especially for the homosexuals, they don't even know that they are gay. Most of them, until they see that, no, I don't really have an attraction to women. I don't really like what's going on with me. It's like they have all these questions, you know, and then they find themselves actually being naturally attracted to members of the same sex. And that's how they even discover these things. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, at the end of the day, only God knows everything. We are trying to use the principles from the Holy Book and we're trying to make the judgment based on our Christian values. But at the end of the day, um, that we don't know everything. Only God does know everything. So um, that's why I tend to be a little bit more, more, um, more sensitive. There's this book I was reading. It's called Is God Anti-Gay? And it's by Sam Alberry. That's A-L-L-B-E-R-R-Y. And he is actually a gay minister. Or I, I, I don't want to say gay minister. He's minister who has same sex attraction. And I read what well, I haven't, I'm not done reading the book. I'm almost done. It's a very short book, less than a hundred pages, a very easy read, but straight to the point. He uses a scripture. He really explains a lot of things. And he also explains his dilemma. He asks like most of the important questions that we as Christians have, and maybe some gay Christians or homosexual, or just a member of the LGBTQ Christians have, or not even Christians, but we just have all of these questions. And these questions, like I said, are never really answered, just like most questions that we have about the Bible, you know, and um, it, it, it's very eye opening because I, I learned a lot of things that I feel like everyone who has these questions should actually read that book and learn. Um, and he had a few questions there, which they kind of answered some of my questions like, is God anti-gay? Actually, God is not anti-gay. If the Bible says that, you know, being gay is sin, right? A lot of things are, are sin. God, God is not actually anti-gay but God is anti-sin because sin was basically what, you know, we as humanity were cursed as. I really don't want to be quoted, but I feel like you should read the book and um, really understand. But he said something and I, I'm definitely not quoting him right. So I'd leave it at that. But um, I honestly feel like homosexuality should not disqualify people as Christians. I feel like if we are trying to treat people equally, if we are trying to treat people equally, regardless of their sexual orientation or their ethnic background and stuff, we should make sure that we're giving them equal opportunity. It's the same thing as slavery. Slavery today we know is bad, right? But the Bible doesn't really think it's bad, right? based on the scripture, based on the things that were stated. And that's the rhetoric that the Christians in the Western Christians back in the day, that's what they brought to Africa. Back then, the slaves did not have education as the white people. The slaves were not even qualified to attend church with the or sit in the same room as the as you know their masters. So that was the norm then because guess what? The Bible encouraged that right? But now it doesn't mean that it's right because we have been more open-minded. We can now learn and understand that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter your color. We are all equal and we should have equal rights. Same as at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you love. As a human being, we are all equal and we should have equal rights. There are still some people today who believe slavery should not have been abolished. There's still some people today who believe that, you know? So I feel like regardless of what you choose to agree on, or to disagree on the purpose of our hearts and also our hearts should be looked at our intention 
as Christians, if we look at each other heart to heart, then we will treat each other better. That's just my own um, opinion about this. And you can give your own, um, maybe your closing statement about that as well. Okay. Uh, like I like the word you said, pray with them. That is good. I said, you say you don't like the prayer project. Maybe uh, it's a project thing that you don't like about it. Pray with them. That is good. Uh, for me, my closing remark for all this is, uh, is this, you know, that because, because I have not actually experienced a gay couple coming to church and I've been with them for a while, I, I, I can't actually say much. But like as I said, growth is necessary. Like all what we are, we are saying here is, 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 is uh, we are trying to tackle it on the physical or the intellectual or the scientific realm. Once as you go at that realm, you miss the point. This is a spiritual matter. I don't believe matter. so. I don't that, believe that's what so. I'm telling you. Yeah, we, 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 like you said, we agree to disagree. Because do you know where... And being gay when is not a spiritual started. matter. No, it's, it's a not. Spirit, everything, no, everything around this earth is spiritual. Let me put it that way so that you can so, so, so that you understand. So it's not like only being gay is it's not a spiritual matter. It's a spiritual matter as being a thief. It's a spiritual matter as being a, 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 a fraudster. It's a spiritual matter. All these things, do you know why? Because man is a spirit. Man has a soul. Man lives in a body. Once as you understand these three aspects, then you will understand. You'll try to know what I am what I'm trying to say. You, you, when it comes about, because I said I've not been with any, so I don't know their intentions. I don't know if they come to church. I, I don't want to be frank now because I've not been with any. If I if a gay person come here, I will receive the person, I will show care to the person. But I have my own principles also. You know, if I am a leader of the church, I have my values, I have the standard that I that that I expect. If I'm a leader in the church, I, I, I will train people. You know, if you come with your own intention that uh you don't believe that what you are doing is wrong and the word says otherwise, then it's difficult for it, 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 it will be like very difficult for us to work together. Because, like you said, you talk about this um, uh, gay minister or he's going to be gay minister and, and, and this book. I, if he's still finding answers from God, then I doubt the God that he's actually trying to find answers from Because the God I know, the God I said, speaks on a daily basis. If you, well, you, you well, he, he speaks, you, the Bible, let, me, let me just finish. The Bible says, whatever you want to know, go to him. But if you go to God with your own intention, you, you already have your motive. The motive has to be clearly defined. If you already have your motive before coming to God, you will not get an answer, uh, the, the right answer, because your mind is playing on it. You already want to, you already know what, 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 what am I trying to say? You, there, there's something in you that you, 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 you think that this has to be the answer. But right, if you so, come with plain, with, with a plain white slate and allow God to speak, come with a plain heart, Jesus will meet you. And when Jesus meets you, he will tell you.
Okay, so I, I I totally disagree with a few things that you said because we have no time. And God talks to us at His own time. Just because you want to talk to Jesus and you ask Him questions doesn't mean that He's going to answer. And what I said is that He asks all of these questions that we all have, and He provides the answers in the book with scriptures and and other kinds of explanations. So these are not these are questions that He asked Himself, and He also and people also ask themselves. I I had a couple of questions as well. So that doesn't, just because I don't have the answers doesn't mean I'm less Christian or I serve a God who doesn't come to me. We're trying to, in order, in your quest for knowledge is a quest, right? Quest, question. So in your yeah. quest for knowledge, you're seeking knowledge and through seeking knowledge, you have questions that you actually get answers from. So just because you don't have answers to certain questions does not mean that you are coming with your mind already made up or whatever you said. I totally 100% disagree <laughs> with that. And, and you know, because um, I, like I said, um, we have certain, just because I have a certain question does not mean my mind is made up on that question. And especially when it has to do with things that, I mean, you have members of this community that actually go through severe mental health issues because they cannot understand themselves. They cannot, they, they, they're trying to, to they, they, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, you're not a member of that community. I am not as well, but I know I've spoken to a few people who actually even got angry with God and left the church because it's like God is, it's like God seems to heal everybody, but heal me, right? Since we're talking about the prayer project, God seems to heal everybody, but heal me. So what do you think is wrong? Like, you know, why do I, why do, do I feel like God is speaking to me? But then I feel a different way when it comes to, to who I am attracted to. Why, you know, like I believe in God. I also believe in science. You know what I mean? And um, I, as a Christian who also is a scientist, I feel like we have to give both sides, you know, a listening ear because if not of science, most of us will not be alive today as much as if not of God because the advancements, scientific advancements, especially the healthcare advancements have kept a lot of us alive. I mean, in our great grandmother's ages, they gave birth to people in the bushes and it was so unsanitized, but thanks to science, we can have safe births, we can have C-sections, we can we can decrease the rate of maternal mortality. That's just a typical example. So I don't want us to minimize the aspect of science just because we're No, Christian. I am not minimizing you know? the aspect of so, science. Um, I mean, what I'm, what I'm just trying to say is, you know, everybody has a right to ask questions. And not everybody will have answers at the same time, but that does not disqualify it's, the God. You'll take five years to ask que so one question. Let me just say this last statement. Uh, and it doesn't matter how long you ask yeah, the questions. I, 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 the, Israelites were, the Israelites were there for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm yeah. sorry, 40 years, sorry. And they did not get any answers. So <laughs> it doesn't okay. matter. My sister, let me just say this. If you, if you are... Uh, a student of the word, you 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 would know that the word says there's deliverance by the word. You know, so a lot of this issue, like you, like like because we are still toiling around because uh, uh, you, you you we need to come to that aspect that this thing is more spiritual than scientific. It's more under I, I I the Bible talks that we should we should respect science. That's that that's not what I'm talking about. But the, but when you come to that level of there's a level that you. Do you have any that evidence that, that it's more it's more spiritual? Do you have any evidence? Evidence that is more spiritual than scientific, or I'm not even trying to compare it to science, anyways. But you that word is more spiritual. That that word is more spiritual than scientific. What that word? 
that uh, homosexuality or whatever. I'm not, a, we're not even comparing it to science. I mean, I was yeah. bringing up science because I was talking about, because you told me to just, basically you told me not to really put too much focus on the scientific part because we're all spirits and we're spir spiritual or whatever. But um, I, I don't, I, I don't completely agree with what you said. And I mean, it's okay if I don't, we don't agree with each other. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. Can, can I just say this? There's what the, the word calls deliverance by the word of God. Uh, Romans 12 to the renewing of your mind. If you, go, when you go to God with a quest, like you put, you like, like you put it, allow God to work in us at, at his own time of, right yeah of, of course but okay. most of the time most of the time people don't allow god to people just come with their own project and uh, they want god to stamp it to put a stamp on it that's so, where the so problem all, that's where the problem like, let, let me just finish i'm talking about deliverance there's deliverance do you know what jesus said when jesus sent uh his uh, uh, uh the, the disciples to go and preach he, he said go forth he said, heal the sick. That's what Jesus said. I'm not talking, I'm not against science. I, I think, I, you know, I, I, I love science. He said, Jesus, but Jesus said, heal the sick. Jesus said, raise the dead. Jesus said, cast out demons. That was from the mouth of Jesus. Cast out demons. I'll leave it there. So that's okay, why so I said. So how, how do so you, I, <laughs> how do you know that the author of that book did not come to God with a renewed mind or how, like, how do you know all of that? Like, how do you even I, I, get I, that not, conclusion I've, I've based on the title of the book? No, because your, your statement. No, because you, because you call her, you call him a, a, a gay minister or something like that sort, isn't it? So th that's, that's what I'm saying, because from your reaction, I feel like you are trying to say being homosexual disqualifies someone as a Christian or as a leader in the Christian church. You haven't said that openly, but I feel like that's what you infer. Because just from the fact that I said he's, uh, I, I wouldn't even call him gay. I would say he's same sex. He has same sex attraction as he stated in the book. And like I said, scientifically, you can help who you are attracted to. And he tells his story in the book as well. You know, so um, I, I, I honestly don't think that we should, I mean, when I even took the book and I was reading, I came with a totally open mind. I was actually very curious to hear what he said. But the first thing that came to my mind was not maybe showing some kind of disgust by the whole gay minister word or, you know, because it's like indirectly, you basically mean that he's not qualified to be a minister because he's gay. So I guess the pastors or the ministers who keep cheating on their wives, adultery, that's one of the things that were in Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Adultery and fornication and all those things. So I guess pastors that are adulterous, pastors that are doing whatever behind the scenes, they're not, you know, usually especially in the African church, a lot of the people are like, oh yeah, show grace. God forgave us. God forgave us. We need to forgive. But then the pastors still do the same thing. They, I know many pastors who are so abusive and they beat their wives. They do all these things, you know, but everybody shows grace to them. But when it has to do with members of the LGBTQ communities, especially in most African churches, I mean, they don't even have to have a leadership position, just going to church to begin with. It's like they go through so much, so much isolation, so much judgment and so much maltreatment, which I feel like it's not fair. It's not right because of judgment. Sometimes we even place judgments on these people automatically it's like we don't even think we are just like oh we're just so disgusted especially like when you hear a gay christian or whatever actually i would want to go to 
a church that's ministered by a, a gay person. Because guess what? I want to hear what they have to say. I want to see their heart because guess what? I have gone to a church that has been ministered by a man who is fornicating. I've gone to a church who has been ministered by a pastor who abuses his wife. And that just makes up the fact that we are all sinners. Ben, ben, it, doesn't make, it doesn't of make, the, it doesn't make of any of them of right. God. All of them are wrong. It doesn't make any, it doesn't I'm make not, any, I'm any not of trying them to, right. Remember I said, we're not trying to say what's right or what's wrong. God okay. be the judge. We're yeah. trying to but say the, how the we word, treat the word, people. The word, we're the trying word, to say, excuse the word me, we're trying to say. What is right and what is wrong, the word. Okay, yeah, the word says what's right and what's wrong. right and what's wrong. Guess what? Guess what? The book of Leviticus, if we're going strictly by what's right and what's wrong, and that's what I'm saying, that we're picking and choosing. The book of Re Leviticus saying, says eating pork is, is a sin, right? The book of Deuteronomy says... No, 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 but new, it's still part of the, the Bible. New, the new, the new covenant, not the old covenant. Okay, do you it's know what? Bible, do, do you know what? Jesus, okay. has, Jesus has come and fulfilled those ones. Okay, okay. So why, yeah. okay, hom wasn't homosexuality in the Old Testament too? Did Jesus not forgive those? He forgave them, right? But it doesn't make it that it's not. It, it, uh, you've talked a lot about a more, a This word you use, um, a judge, judge. The word says we should judge people in the church. The, the Bible says that, but not. We are not judging to condemn. You, 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 you know. We are that's judging. What, that's what we're not judging to condemn. Do, we're, we're, there's nobody who's supposed to judge to condemn. But the word says we should judge the. People that's, in the that's that that's what people Christians do, judging to condemn, honestly. And um I I believe, like I said, we pick and choose the book of Deuteronomy, right? Says you shouldn't wear an outfit that has wool <laughs> and linen to it. It's a sin, right? So and 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 most we, of the people who talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, which we have had this discussion in the past, that's the old testament. It's the old testament. Even if we have to bring it to the new testament, do you know what the book of Timothy says about marriage, men and women? I read the book of Timothy and I almost yeah. threw up. I yeah. threw up. Yeah. You know, go back and read the book of Timothy and you you will be blown. So like like I said, there's so many and and these are the things that bring all these questions because I personally also have questions about the Bible. I and and like I said, just because I have questions about the Bible which I have never had them answered doesn't mean I serve a God that is different from your God or doesn't mean God doesn't want to talk to me or doesn't mean I've made up my mind to talk to, you know, before coming to God, because it's the things that confuse. Even God said in the same Bible, in the same New Testament, like we, we would never be able to fully understand the Bible with our human mind. That's it. So and, and, and that's what we are trying to use to use our human mind to understand no, no, the Bible. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not no, no, no. Excuse me, sir. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying you to have, use my human you mind. You know, we are saying a lot of stuff the that Bible. you are saying a lot of stuff that I don't even have time to be to be counteracting what you are saying. You are saying a lot of stuff. The point is how you rightly how do you interpret the Bible. That's what. That's where the problem lies. How to interpret the Bible. Okay. How you interpret and, interpretation and, of the Bible. Yes. And, and, and the way you may interpret certain things may not be the same way that I interpret certain things. Is that correct? <laughs> interpret, if, we are, if we have the same spirit, we we'll interpret it the same way. I don't understand. If we, what if we have the, the same, same spirit, spirit, the same spirit of God that dwells in us. The Bible says, if this, this, this spirit that raised Christ, from, if it dwells in you, it's the same, the Holy Ghost that dwells in you. It is, he is the one that teaches us. Because, when, because God has a standard, my sister. God has a standard. I, I, I don't even just want to go there more to talk more on that because it is very sensitive topic, as we said in the, in the, in the beginning. So God has a standard. Yeah. God has a standard. Just know that God has a standard. 
God has a standard. And like God, I'm yeah. saying, no, what I'm saying is, do you know why I said, you know, the way we interpret, the, the way I interpret the Bible may not necessarily be how you interpret the Bible. We don't necessarily have to have the same spirit because like I said, in the book. What do you mean Timothy, by don't necessarily have the same spirit? No, no, the no, Holy no. Spirit can is I, one. Can I, can I, can I, can I oh. finish what I'm saying? Oh, no, because you are saying some, no, some no, things because, that just, no, it's no. out of. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Because when you, you, you're trying to use the spirit to be the reason why we should interpret the same way. We, the Holy Spirit is one. Yeah, we believe in the yeah. Holy Spirit. But yeah. believe me, we, you and I, we totally have a different interpretation, interpretation of the book of Timothy, for example, compared yeah. to maybe another minister. Because there are some people that really believe in the stuff that's written in some parts of that of, of that book, which is totally wrong, totally wrong in our community right now. But there's some people that stick to that. I mean, I didn't even want to go to so many other parts because we're almost digressing right now. And this discussion will never end. And that's the whole point, because we have all these questions which are not necessarily answered, you know, but I'm just trying to say that the book of Timothy is so demeaning towards women. It's unbelievable. It's the way you interpret it. And that's what I'm saying. You interpret it different than than me. That's what I'm trying to tell you, that it's still part of the Bible, but the interpretation must not always be the same. And that's what I'm just trying to tell you, because you're saying that it's the way I interpret it. Excuse me. We we may not have uh, the same way of interpreting it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. you. you You need to study on how to interpret the Bible. Okay. You need to you learn, study I, I on think, how to interpret the Bible. But I, I, I don't, I don't think you, you necessarily have a better way to interpret the Bible than I do, just because you do it differently. And I, I think we should just agree to disagree there, because now you're trying no. to make it seem like I don't study enough to understand. No, no. But, but, but when you talk about when you say that the, the, the book of Timothy is very demeaning to women, if you go, go, go back to the call. What was this guy saying? To which group of people was this guy saying? What, what, what no. was happening at that time? No. They're, 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 so why why, why do we why do we pick and choose what's happening at a certain time and then we decide to take what's happening at that time uh, uh, to apply it to this time uh, when it favors us and that's what that's we come back to the whole aspect of the people of the LGBTQ because we pick and choose we're like oh no this is not right just the same as we treat slavery right oh it was back in those times so I mean now that you know slavery was abolished you know we treat everybody equally but we don't treat members of the lgbtq equally because we're still stuck in those times that's what i'm trying to say we're using the bible based on what favors us and that's not right we pick and choose what favors us we pick and choose what we should leave in those times and what we should bring to this time and that is my point and you know i think we should just end it here because (laughs) we're over an hour and we will keep going on and on but what i want to really stress is that our fellow christians should be more accepting of one another regardless of your orientation regardless of your ethnicity regardless of who you choose to love regardless of who you identify yourself as i am a christian but i will show love i will show support to my friends who are in the lgbtqia community without judgment because i know that i am not the judge god 
is the judge and what I can do is to be the hands and feet of God, to sit with the sinners, to sit with the righteous, to sit with anybody from regardless of their orientation, regardless of how they choose to live their lives. My way of living my life should be an example to people. And it's not my place to tell people what to do and what not to do. I have to leave that interpretation and I have to leave that to them to make that decision based on their personal emphasis on personal relationship. It's not a collective relationship is a personal relationship with God. So that's where I will end. Thank you. Thank you very the much. The last word from you. Not long, just a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> last word, last sentence. It's just that uh, it has been interesting. I see your heart. I, I, really, I, I really see your heart. And I, I, I thank God for the heart that you have, you know, because you, uh, you are doing a great job uh, trying to, you know, knowledge is, it's, 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 it's great, but the, uh, I think the understanding of that knowledge is what it makes a difference. But I see your heart. That's what I, I, I'm happy about. And I want you no. to see the heart of all members of the LGBTQ as well. That's that's all I want you to do. And that's all I call, course, I call on all Christians to do same. <laughs> of course, on, until I interact with one or two. Then I, will, don't, I, I, I don't then, think you have to interact you, with you, them. You, you already know my position. We've already spoken. We've already spoken a lot. You already know my yeah, position. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think them. you have to interact. I I, with I, I, them I embrace you know them. I embrace them. I embrace them. If I say anyway, I will embrace them. But there's well, a if you of, say so, that, that, but your actions no, I, have to back it up. No, no, no. What we disagree is that. Uh, there are lots of stuff that you have said. A lot of stuff that you have said that are actually is it, 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 actually. Uh, well, let's leave that it? for the listeners to be the judge. L- yes, right? let me, let, 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 let's let's leave it for for the for the, for the listeners. But I thank yeah. God for your heart. May God bless you with what you are doing. Thank uh, you very and, much, and, and may, may your goal, may the goal of what you are doing, may that goal be be, be reached. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, it was such a you. wonderful discussion that we had here today. And I just thank you so much for giving your time. I mean, we've had a long discussion, but it was a very, very needed discussion in our community. And I hope that we can all learn from this discussion and, you know, try to be more accepting and tolerant of one another, especially in our African community. Thank you very much for tuning in and catch you on the next episode. Bye. God bless you. Bye. Thanks. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to our show. If you want to participate in the show or find out more helpful resources, then visit www.livingafricanpodcast.com for more information or email us at hello at livingafricanpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to connect with us on all social media platforms at Living African Podcast. You can also connect with Anyo directly on Facebook or Instagram at Anyo. Fombard. Thanks again for listening and let's not forget to be more understanding and nicer to one another.